I don't know about you, but uh, sometimes I come, I've been a pastor for, I don't know, 16 years now, 17 years, and uh, the Labor Day weekend is always a weekend that pastors love, right? Because uh, typically people travel and there's a lot of other things going on, and then, you know, when God gives us a rainy day, I mean, that just adds to it, right? And so I kind of come in a little skeptical, and I come in, you know, already ready to see empty chairs and all that kind of stuff, but I don't know about you. God's spirit is here. God's spirit is here. And uh, I hope this is okay, but the Holy Spirit's led me in a little bit of a different direction. So team back in the booth, hold on. We're going to have some fun. We're going to fly through this, but God has called me as uh, I sat down after the middle part of the service for us to lock in in a little bit of a different way. A little bit longer and I uh, hope that's okay with you I want to get through my outline because it's important it's foundational to who we are as a church we're doing this this is us series right uh, laying a foundation God uh, called us to the city of Pittsburgh my wife and I a few years ago and as we moved in we started to m- get some things done and uh, God blessed us through generous partners with this property, which used to be Impact Christian Church, and they're a great friend of ours in town. We love partnering with the kingdom of God here in town. And so uh, we started to go, and uh, we actually launched in January of 2019, 2020, 2020, and uh, we enjoyed two solid months of life together, and then this thing called COVID. I don't know if you heard about it. Uh, came and changed a few things, and um, we basically had to restart things, and so we've been together, and God's been moving, man. I'm so excited, but we just felt like we had to go back before we went forward, and so this series is a foundational series of who we are at Vintage Church. You've got on all your sheets right now, um, this is week three of this series, our Connect Track. Our Connect Track is the best place to take a next step with Vintage Church. And we have a ton of resources for you. You can find uh, a link there. You can go check it out. We're actually even going to walk you through that step here today. But week one, we talked about the truth that we follow Jesus. Last week, we talked about how we serve Jesus. This week, we talk about we, um, what is it, grow in Jesus, all right? And so let's go ahead and put that whole journey together, the journey of these next steps. Go to the next slide, please, um, so that we can do it. There we go. We follow Jesus. Next step, we want you to trust in Jesus. And it was so awesome two weeks ago as I preached that message, we had two people uh, receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, one of whom is going to be baptized in two weeks. His name's Kevin. I can't wait. It's going to be so awesome. All right, so... Uh, We're unapologetic about it. If you don't know Jesus today, we want you to know Jesus. And I pray that today you would trust in Jesus as your Lord and Savior. He's the greatest. And we would love to take a next step with you. Last week, we served Jesus. The next step is to serve on a team. We had 20 people step up and sign up to join some of our V teams. And so we pray that there'll be even more. And so please let us know. We'll give you some practical next steps on how you can Take a next step with us to serve on one of our many V teams that serve throughout the week. And don't forget the purpose of that. That's not, oh, Pastor Rob's making me do something at church. No, this is a disciple-making training ground. 
And so we want to cultivate the spirit of servanthood at our church, not so that we'll just serve at a church building once a week, but that we'll serve our neighbors 24-7, amen? Because we're called to be the church. Week, four, week three this week is we grow in Jesus, and so we're going to talk practically about how important groups are, how important community is, okay? And so we're going to talk about how we can't just sit in rows, we got to sit in circles. Why? Uh, believe it or not, even a smaller crowd on a Labor Day weekend like this, I don't know you, and I can't really understand what's going on in your life. I'm asking for the Lord to give me discernment right now and wisdom, and he does promise to do that, but how do we get to know each other? We sit in circles. I want to go to an environment where actually I come into a circle and hear this, people know I'm not doing well. Because I don't know if this has been your story, a lot of people have helped me when I'm not doing well. And I need the church. You'll never be able to have true community in rows. You gotta sit in circles. So take a next step, join a group. And then next week we partner for Jesus. This is what we call membership at our church. We believe that membership of a church is less about privilege and it's more about partnership. You're not joining a club and then paying a pastor to perform a bunch of duties. No, we are united together to partner together in the gospel. And next week, how amazing is it that we're not just going to partner together for one local church, but we're going to partner together for the universal kingdom of God church because we are united as God's body around God's world. Now, God's leading me in a different way. So I'm going to walk through this outline quickly because I feel like this morning we need to pray. Ephesians chapter 4, open up your Bibles there. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 through 16, Paul's writing to the church at Ephesus about the body of Christ being unified. Remember last week, as we talked about being many parts but one body. Remember what we read, as a prisoner for the Lord, walk in a manner worthy of the calling, maintain the unity of the Spirit, one body, one Spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, Father of all. And now he comes after that, and he dives into verse 11 here. Paul says, and he gave, right, the church, this unified church, apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers, don't get too wrapped up about all these different titles. I'd like for you to call me bishop if you don't mind. It's basically about leadership, how God equips leaders for his church. And what did we learn last week? That there are no giftless children of God. No giftless children of God. God has given you spiritual gifts to rise up. What is leadership? John Maxwell says leadership is influence. You got any influence over people in this world? Mom, you got any influence? We, we got influence. That's leadership. And God's called all of us, and God's positioned all of us. To do what? To equip the saints. I told you God's a saints fan. Y'all know that, right? To equip the saints for the work of ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ, until we all attain the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood or womanhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. 
We grow in Jesus. If I can just tell you, looking at all that description there, <laughs> so the, right, maintain the unity of the faith, the knowledge of the Son of God, mature manhood, measure of the stature, fullness of Christ. That ain't going to happen in one Sunday sitting in a row. That takes time. I was in Wyoming with a bunch of pastors and business leaders fly fishing. One year ago, I'd never fly fished. Never even tried. Now, I'll just be honest, if I can brag on myself, I'm pretty good. But you wouldn't believe, just ask my wife, how much time I've watched YouTube videos. How much time I've miserably failed on the water. My brother's not patient at all. He was with me in Wyoming. And Trevor, he gave up after two days. It was pathetic. I was reeling in fish left and right. My brother not catching any. Now one of the reasons is because he's left-handed. I'm just kidding. All y'all left-handed. I like poking at him because he's left-handed. I said, something's wrong with you, Greg. No, I'm just kidding. Lefties are good. Southpaws. Any Southpaws in the house? All right. So, hey, uh, I said, Greg, this takes time. You ain't just stepping out, especially in Wyoming, during an off-season of fly fishing and catching fish. You got to practice. You need to watch YouTube videos. And I can't do everything for you. Right? Growing in Jesus. All right, I'm just going to go ahead and predict something. Some of y'all, because this is past predicts future, some of y'all are going to leave vintage too soon. Because somehow you think there's a magic pill you swallow that you become more like Christ overnight. You need to put a little more grit and endurance in this game. You're expecting something out of a pastor or a church to do something for you. This takes time. Anybody thankful for God's patience and time? <laughs> Good night. I hope I'm not the same pastor I was last year. I hope I'm not the same husband I was. I hope I'm not the same neighbor I was. Continuing on in the text. Why do we need to grow in Christ? So that we may no longer be children. Got to mature. My conversations with my 13-year-old right now are really fun. And last night, me and him had a little soft powwow. And I just said, buddy, how much does it annoy you that mom and dad keep reminding you of things? He said, it annoys me a lot. I said, well, would you know, like, can I give you the secret formula on how mom and dad would stop annoying you? You actually listen the first time. So it's on you, homie. All right? It's a different conversation with my eight-year-old daughter. I expect her to not listen. But if my son actually wants to experience freedom more, it's on him to grow up more I don't want to be a child anymore 
Some of y'all might have been walking with Jesus for years, but you're coming to church every week saying, Daddy, feed me. No, it's time for you to feed yourself. We got to grow up so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness in deceitful schemes. Now, here's the key text. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up. Everybody say grow up. In every way. Into who? Him. Who is the head into Christ. From whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which is equipped. When each part is working properly. Makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Two things I want us to know. Number one, we need each other. We need each other. Can I just tell you, in my years of experience as a pastor, whenever somebody's really struggling or quote-unquote falling away from the ways of the Lord, the number one common denominator in every single person's life that I've ever met with, they had no community. I would say, who's your group? Who's your friends? We need each other. Can I just confess to you? I know this might, I need you. Like God's doing his own work so that I would be faithful to him and not feel justified by butts in the seat more justified by God and his call. And God's doing his own work in my life, but I'm just going to go ahead and admit to you, I need you. We need each other. That's the way God designed it. Look on this sheet real quick that I gave you, and at the bottom portion of it, it says why we need community after a theology of community. And there's four things right there. Let me just go through them quickly. It's our nature We were created and wired for community. Number two, friendship. Can we just get away from the, oh, religion, religion, robotic, we got to get in small group. It's fun. I love my friends. Man, church should be a place where I'm like, man, I just love that dude. Man, I'm just so thankful for that lady right there, man. She's such an incredible encouragement to me, right? Friendship's a part of why we need community. How about this? Care. Um, this church, if you're new to Vintage Church, none of us are really struggling at all here. We're pretty perfect. No, we go through life. And this is a place where it's okay to not be okay. And so we need care, right? And then how about this? Growth. What we're locking in. God gave us the body to teach each other how to become more like Jesus, which is my second simple point here. We need Jesus. Not only do we need each other, Paul here tells the church at Ephesus, yes, unite together, stay united and equip the saints, but rather speaking the truth in love, we are to be growing up into Christ. And at the end of the day, our mission here is not just depth in our horizontal relationship it's depth in our vertical relationship our relationship with God 
And so let's go back, Ephesians 4, 15 through 16, and then we're going to close in some fun time of prayer. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. In this text, we learn that Jesus, number one, is the only one who can change the heart. That's why we pursue Jesus. It says, rather speaking the truth. Who is the truth? Jesus declared, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. We don't speak about ourselves. I've told you, if you're going around telling everybody about Vintage Church more than Jesus, I'm failing. No, we speak the truth, and we don't just turn or burn people like those weirdos do down on Bourbon Street in New Orleans. No, we speak truth in love. As we love God and love people. Number two, Jesus is the only one who can grow the church. At the end of the day, man, I do sleep well at night. I just got to be faithful. God's called me to plant. God's called me to water. It's God who gives the growth. And at the end of the day, I've dialed up some brilliant discipleship programs in churches. And yet somehow those programs sometimes fall short. At the end of the day, it's not even my militant religious activity that grows me up. It's Jesus who does a work in my heart. My goal as a parent to my oldest son, 13-year-old Bolt, is not that he would follow daddy's rules, but that he would walk with Jesus. That's my aim. We grow. Number three, Jesus is the only one who can love the world. Man, I hope that we, this next week, God puts a burden upon our hearts to roll up our sleeves and love our church in New Orleans and others who've been affected by this hurricane. But I pray more than anything else that people would know Jesus and the love of Jesus, not the love of another person. We need agape love, not a phileo love in this world. We need the love that only comes from God. So, how do we do that at Vintage Church? We do that through groups. And I want you to know that starting on September 19th, we are asking for our church during this series through the book of Acts that's going to start on September 19th and end on September 19th, 2045. Because I love the book of Acts, and that might just be where we hang out for a while. Um, we're going to start two strategic V groups. One is going to be on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. at our city location. And I'm so excited to share with you more details about that. And then the other will be on Thursday nights out here at our PJH West location. We do want to hear from you if both of those times don't work. Because we might strategically try and put together a group maybe online or something else. And we would love to equip you. But we are going to ask in this next season for us over the next year to unite together in only these two groups. And here's my prayer. Can I just go ahead and take you to the moon? I pray that this time next year we have minimally 10 groups scattered in homes throughout Pittsburgh. And actually we no longer meet at our church buildings. So that's my prayer. 
and let's see what God does. Will you all pray with me? Lord Jesus, as we now go into a time of closing and praying, God, I ask that your Holy Spirit would continue to move in this place. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.